Life is hard at times. Our hearts often get bruised and battered. Yet God offers us words that help and heal those hearts when we turn to Him. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we study His Word and find strength for the day. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Seal and Moments podcast. This is episode 83, The Worshipful Heart. This season we're doing a series called Heart Lessons, Learning from the Life of David. Sharon, David is such an amazing man, full of passion and anger and worship (laughs) and lots more. I guess we're all drawn to him because he's a lot like us. He gets super passionate about things, but then he looks foolish at times. Yes. (laughs) And the Bible talks a lot about David. According to Bible.org, more has been written about David than any other character in the Old Testament. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) In the Old Testament alone, there are 66 chapters written about David. And in the New Testament, there are 59 references to this great man. Wow. We not only... We not only can read about David's life in First and Second Samuel, First Kings, and First Chronicles, but we can glean insight into what he thought and felt by reading many of the Psalms he wrote. Seventy-three Psalms are, attribu- are attributed to David, so he's definitely worth studying. So, Sharon, how did you choose which stories to cover? Oh there's my word! Quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> See, it wasn't easy. I'm feeling really <laughs> validated with how hard it was to choose my stories. <laughs> you know what? Once I found the theme, heart lessons. Yeah. That's when it became easy because mm. my desire um, always for a podcast is to teach us how to live today yes. as well as telling us about characters in the Bible in the past. Mm. I want to look at them, but I always want to apply it to today. Mm. So these lessons are designed to teach us more about the human heart and help us to work on our own hearts. Mm, so that's that. kind of my goal is yeah. I want a heart that pleases God. So Today's lessons on worship, and that is so, so important. Mm. Worship is one of the best things we can do for our hearts, actually, our souls and our minds, (laughs) because worship turns our focus from our own troubles to the great God who is perfect in Mm. every way and able to help us. Hmm. You know what? One of my favorite mind games, Nicole, when I can't (laughs) sleep at night, is to list the attributes of God alphabetically. Oh. It's fascinating. (laughs) I love falling asleep, remembering who God is, and I really don't get to Z hardly ever, which is good because that's a hard one, (laughs) before I'm sleeping. Oh, I love that. And it's it's much better than counting sheep, you know? And then, like you said, you can fall asleep with your your last thought of the one who loves you the most. Isn't that neat? It's a beautiful way to fall asleep. It is. It really is. (laughs) And it's it's amazing how well it works. So That's tell awesome. you what, let's start the podcast doing it. Yes, I'm let's excited. <laughs> list some of God's names and attributes. Because the more we know of who He is, mm. the more we're going to trust Him. Yeah. Right? So, so it's kind of a worship thing. So here we go. I'll start with A. A. He is Adonai, which means Lord. Mm. I need to worship Him as the one in charge. Oh. B. He is boundless. Nothing is too big for God. Yeah, and also big. Did you big, see that? Yeah. You've got two right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> C, he is the comforter when I hurt. Oh. D, he is our daddy, our caring heavenly father. I love that. E, he is eternal. No beginning, no end. God, God always is. Mm. And for F, he is faithful. He will keep his promises and his love for us is forever. Yes. He is good, G. 
through and through good. <laughs> H, he is our healer. He will wipe every tear from our eyes one day. I, he is Emmanuel, the God who is with us because he became like us. J, he is Jehovah Jireh, meaning God will provide. He is all we need. K, he is king of all the kings who ever were. <laughs> the king. I like that one. L, he is love. His perfect love never fails. M, he is mighty. There is nothing he cannot do. N, he is near to us. A friend who sticks closer than a brother. O, he is omnipresent. There <laughs> is nowhere I can go where he won't be with me, no matter how dark. Mm-hmm. P, he is the Prince of Peace. Oh, how we need peace in our world and in our hearts. Amen. <laughs> Q, he quiets my heart with his love. R, he is our Redeemer. He saved us from eternal death and separation from him by purchasing us with his own blood. Hmm. S, he is Savior, hmm. who alone was able to take my sins on himself and set me free. Truth, T, he, we can trust that what he says is right. Yes. You, he's understanding of our weaknesses because he became like us and walked among us. V, he is victorious. He has conquered death and sin. And in the end, he will defeat Satan. Yeah. (laughs) W, he's wonderful. (laughs) Okay, I had to work for this one. X, he has x-ray vision to our hearts. I love it. That's really cute. (laughs) Only he truly knows what's in them. Amen. That's so true. Why? He is Yeshua and Yahweh, mm-hmm. the God who is and always will be. Z, he is zealous for us. He's willing to sacrifice his son to be with us. This is the God we serve. Oh, oh man, almighty, all-powerful, mm-hmm. yet gentle and humble and full of steadfast love for us. I'll tell you, having a worshipful heart keeps worry and fear and anxiety mm-hmm. at bay. It's so restful when we can trust in him. Yes. This was really neat to do. It feels like it's all of God's character and almost the whole salvation story and just that one simple exercise. Isn't it amazing? We can really just get a huge grasp on who God is just by listing that out. Like, like, that's a fun thing to do. But I I started doing this after seeing this, like seeing the prep for the podcast. I was like, I'm going to try this at night. It is so comforting and peaceful and you just can't help but smile and drift off as you think about yeah, yeah. And i don't think i got past f but i've <laughs> 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 been having awful. trouble sleeping at yeah, night since yeah. the surgery and just having that like okay a what are you what are you god what are you for an a it's just been yeah, really yeah, yeah comforting to dwell on him and you know what they're different every time i do it they probably yeah, are for you too yes and you get really creative like a angry you don't stay angry forever oh, i mean yeah. we think of that right but right when I'm, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. just fun to do it, and it just you nestle in mm. when you do that. Yeah, and instead of like praying to fall asleep too, you're not always thinking. Or sometimes you'll have like a worry you're kind of like chewing on as you're praying over it. Right, this right. Is so comforting. Is. I love this. Oh, so thank I'm so you for glad. mentioning it. This is my new favorite thing at night. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have like several different ways to fall asleep, you yeah. know. And, but this is one of my favorites. I love so. it. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I believe David was chosen to be king partially because of his worshipful heart. We talked about his quiet heart and how um, God saw him in the quiet, but um, also his worship. God saw a heart that loved him. And more than head knowledge, more than outward appearance, God wants a heart attuned to him. Mm. Absolutely. He tells that 
to us over and over and over in scripture. So let's read our first passage today about David and worship. Can you kind of set the scene for us? Yeah, sure. So David must have learned to play the harp while out in the fields. Or maybe that's where he just practiced for hours. (laughs) Because somehow David became super proficient at harp playing. King Saul, on the other hand, not only did not play the harp, he was a tormented man, he said. Wow, that does not sound fun. (laughs) No. Um, Saul had walked away from God when he disobeyed and started to let the power of his position go to his head. And so he became mentally unstable as a result. We'll see how David plays <laughs> into this as we read 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 23. And Sharon, why don't you start today? Sure. Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that <laughs> filled him with depression and fear. Some of, Paul, um, <clears throat> some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Probably, no kidding. <laughs> Right. A good observation there. (laughs) Let us find a good musician to play the harp. Whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you, he Hmm. will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul said. Find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he's a brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. (laughs) Sounds like David's famous already. I know. (laughs) So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, send me your son David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread, and a wineskin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse asking, Please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. (laughs) And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better, and the tormenting spirit would go away. Wow. Interesting. Well, first of all, we got to talk about a tormenting spirit that was sent from God because yeah. that's so weird. <laughs> it seems so strange to me that I had to look it up. I'm yeah. like, Lord, why would you send a tormenting spirit? That no. doesn't sound like you. Mm-mm. So, but um, the answer seems to be that there are evil spirits always wanting to torment and harm us mm. and would especially be wanting to torment and harm a king of Israel, God's right. chosen people. But God keeps them away from us normally. Mm. It's not like God loves evil spirits, but he protects us. He shields us from them. And he did shield Saul Mm -hmm. from tormenting spirits until Saul walked away from God in disobedience. So um, when that happened, God allowed that evil spirit to come. He just basically removed the protective shield. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and And therefore the torment came. And it also introduced David to Saul as a good person. Oh, yeah. So Saul seeing David as someone good who could help him. So it's amazing how David meets Saul first as a soother of torment, you know? So you love music, Nicole. I do. Tell me, what is it about music that soothes? I, music is, it's such a special gift from God, isn't it? It is. It is. It's It's unique. Yeah, it just has a way of of getting into our soul and sometimes helping us when we just don't have the words to express, um, you know, sorrow or joy or frustration. It's so incredibly powerful. 
Um, I think it gets through our defenses that we sometimes put up or we just, you know, our pride or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And it just Mm -hmm. breaks it down and gets to the heart of the issue. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a new mom and I thought it was interesting that we were told to play music for our babies when they were still in our I remember my girls doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good for their brains to help build all the, yeah. And so Mm -hmm. we would play classical, certain types of music, not heavy metal. <laughs> but I love classical it. music particularly was very good for children's brains. I would play it everywhere, like when they're sleeping in the car. Like, let's get those brains. Beethoven, smart. come on, yes. do your thing. <laughs> Make my so, kids smart. Exactly. Work your magic. <laughs> but it's just kind of cool. I know there's a lot of science regarding music and how it's good for us too. But God is so kind. He's given us so many tools to help us in this broken world. He has. And music he? is just one of those really special oh, ones. Oh, it does lift you out of yourself sometimes. Yes, it, it does. really does. Yeah. It's wonderful wonderful things so i've I've heard it even helps plants have you ever heard that yes that's hysterical i don't know about that one but we knew he knew that music was something we needed yeah for me if i'm in a like a self-pity pouting mode which Mm. i might get into occasionally (laughs) the best thing i can do is turn on praise yeah because i if i'm stuck in it like a spiral yes you know hurt and feeling pouty um it breaks that spiral in my mm. head. And, and as I start to sing along or even listen along, it, it pulls me out of where I've sort of been trapped. Yeah. Does that mean, I, I don't know if I'm saying that well, but I can get trapped in a spiral of oh, thinking yeah. that is not good. stuck in the spiral yeah. of sinful yeah, yeah, yeah. thoughts. Now, the hard thing is turning it on. Yes. Because, you know, one enjoys <laughs> you know self-pity right. sometimes, right? <laughs> I don't want to be out of my pity right. party. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of having fun here in a sad, miserable, tormented way, right? <laughs> So, but when I do, it makes all the difference. It does. It does. Yeah. So. And it's a good, I sometimes will put on music <clears> in the morning, <throat> worship music. And as you go about, I'll leave the room and come back in. And I might be grumpy or about to yell at a kid. And you hear that music yes. worshiping God. And I'm like, oh, hi, God. That's right. I'm trying to be <laughs> oh, a godly God. mom. I should probably not yell at them and yes, throw something yes, at yes. them. So it's, it's so good. It does. It kind of snaps us out of it our does. punk sometimes. Music soothes. <laughs> there's, a, there's an old, I think it's Shakespeare, music soothes the savage beast mm, in us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, now let's look at the description of David in this passage. Mm. One of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he's a brave <laughs> warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. He's also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. <laughs> what do you think of this? It's so funny. I almost can imagine like the the messenger coming up with like these cards, like these pictures and this description of the men underneath. And David sounds so robust and it's has like a like, resume. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this one would do well for you, sir. But <laughs> it's so funny. He sounds pretty great in all of the areas of his life, you know? But it's not just like, oh, he's a fine looking young man. But these verses also talk about his great character and yes. his abilities. Yes, yes. So it's the whole package yeah, deal. Yeah, very interesting. So, um, but enter the hero, basically. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this passage says that Saul loved David and appreciated him very much. So David was a gifted musician who used his talents to worship God. Hmm. I love that. My goodness, he was multi-talented. There are so many psalms still read and sung today, filled with the wonder and glory of God and his creation. And Mm. David's psalms also teach us that we can come to God angry Mm -hmm. and depressed, sullen, perhaps full of self-pity <laughs> and confused. Yeah. There are many that start out with a complaint or lament that then add up happy, end up happy, as David reminds his soul of who God is. Mm. I love the Psalms, and I love how um, they can change your mood. Yes. Just like even David writing them has mood changes yes. midstream. Yep. 
I love amazing. that about the Psalms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, our next passage takes place much later in David's life, but it also points to his exuberance. David was not, I mean, you know, some people are quiet worshipers. Reserved. Ray's yeah. a quiet worshiper. Yeah. I mean, his hands stay in his lap, and mine are like <laughs> flying in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be careful that I don't over-worship with Ray, because right. that distracts him from worship. So. <laughs> But Dave is one of those over-worshippers uh, over yes. <laughs> with his passionate love of God. So Aww. set the scene for us, Nicole, before we read this next passage of Scripture. Yeah. So this takes place after David is king, and he is finally bringing the Ark of the Covenant very carefully into Jerusalem, where he hopes to build a temple to the God he loves to worship. A man named Obed-Edom had been keeping the Ark <laughs> safely in his own household temporarily. David had waited to move it until he felt he could do it right. He tried once before, and the ma- a man had accidentally died by touching the ark inappropriately because no one had followed the rules about transporting such yeah, a Yeah, that was a object. scary, scary passage of scripture. That he just intense. touched it. Yeah, he went to stop it from yeah, falling off, and yeah, he touched which it, and he one dropped dead. would think would be good. Right. We need to be very careful because God is holy and serious yes, about his holiness. <laughs> so we're going to be reading from 2 Samuel 6. Uh, 6, 12 through 23, and I'll start this time. Alrighty. So then King David was told, the Lord has blessed Obedidim's household and everything because he, he has, everyth- and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obedidim to the city of David with a great celebration. After the man, men <clears throat> who were carrying the ark of the Lord had gone six steps <laughs> I, David has learned his lesson about holy. <laughs> Very careful. They've, they've done six steps. Yeah. David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> Very carefully. So, And David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and mm-hmm. the blowing of ram's horns. Wahoo! Celebration indeed. Yeah! <laughs> But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked down from her window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. Hmm. They brought the (laughs) ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the special tent David had prepared for it. And David sacrificed burnt (laughs) offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. When he had finished his sacrifices, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Then he gave to every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Nice. I know. (laughs) Happy, happy. Then all the people returned to their homes. When David returned home to bless his own family, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust, how distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. <laughs> oh, man, talk about spoiling all his joy. It's a balloon popper right yeah. there, isn't it? Poor guy. He comes in to bless his family, yeah, and she's and like, you were that. just a jerk. Yeah. Oh, man. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sharon, read verse 21. <laughs> I just getting so upset. Aww. David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before Hmm. the Lord. So it didn't dampen him very much. (laughs) No, I guess not. Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. 
But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. <laughs> oh, my word, what a fight. <laughs> Verse 23. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless wow. throughout her entire life. Wow. Michael was not in a partying mood, Nicole. I guess not. Not at all. <laughs> it's really sad she was so concerned with what others thought of him and how he looked. You know, I think it must have been her heart issue to be so affronted yes. by his his uninhibited worship of God. You know, I think she missed his pure joy and the wholehearted worship of his God, and she missed a chance to join in. She did. I mean, this is a big deal, bringing the ark to the city of David. Yeah, and supporting her husband in this big, yes. in the way he was so careful to honor God. Like, she should have been supporting, and she could Absolutely. have been so blessed by this. Yeah, and instead, she's at the window being crabby. Looking down in disgust. Yeah. yeah you know, sad. I wonder, how was she childless as a, as a punishment, or did mm. she just refused David. I mean, he had more than one wife at that point. That's true. Did he just like, <laughs> she just like say, I just don't no want to see you anymore. Right. I don't know. But I feel sorry for her yeah. because she missed out on joy oh, and she yeah. chose bitterness over joy. She did. Right? Yeah. That's Despite what she did. of whatever, I mean, she was Saul's son. So maybe there was something leading through that. Well, yeah, I don't know how yeah. that all came about. I don't know how that came about either. I mean, she married him before mm. her father, you know, died and all that stuff and David took over. Oh, but, yeah. But, um, yeah, when. she might have some resent. Well, she, she might. Clearly she had something. <laughs> <laughs> she had some resentment there. Some and it's unresolved just so issues. sad. But it is sad to really read that. Is. She remained childless for a whole. Yeah. It's just, just sad, bitter state she remained in. Like yeah. hard and Yeah, un- yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, hard, hard. We're yeah. talking about hearts, right? Yeah. Here's a heart lesson. Yeah. Uh, and her heart was to despise her husband. Yep. To not go look at him out there. He, after all those years of hiding in caves. Oh, yeah, that's He's right. rejoicing. And what's he <laughs> rejoicing in? Not himself. Yeah. He's rejoicing that the the ark of the presence of God mm. is entering the city and is going to be put in a place of highest honor, yeah. right? So his heart so, was in the right place. Oh, she just yeah. didn't want oh, to see yeah. that. Oh, yeah, she just didn't want to see it. So. That is sad. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes we can be so people conscious that mm. we aren't God-focused. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. She's like, uh, you're not acting like a king. Right. A king acts a certain way. Right. We have to look proper. Right. And David's like, um... I'm just going to dance and have fun. I love his response. And and actually, that's a good leader. A leader that doesn't set themselves above and and set themselves on a pedestal they're going to fall off of. Set themselves up for failure, really. Yeah. David instead is like, I'm dancing with all of you guys. You want a raisin cake? (laughs) You want a raisin cake? (laughs) Aw, David. (laughs) Kind of loving this. Okay, well, we better get going. My goodness. Well, Nicole. Let's talk about how to develop a worshipful heart ourselves. Yeah. I've, I've gleaned some principles <laughs> that I'm going to share. Number one, to develop a worshipful heart, being alone with God helps. Mm, yes. We need to be alone with Him. If we're always busy with other people and people-focused, mm. we won't be writing psalms of praise <laughs> or spending time getting to know God. Oh, David chose to use his time in the fields to get to know the living God, and we have to build those sila times in ourselves. Yes for worship. Absolutely. Number two, music is a great gateway to worship, whether we play or sing or simply enter into worship by listening Mm -hmm. to others who are gifted and hearing their words can help us worship. Mm. And number three, God delights in those who spend time with him, enjoying him. Mm, We get to sit in grass. I know. (laughs) He loves us. He loves us and wants a love relationship with us. So, Mm. hmm. Well, would you end our episode today with a reading of one of David's beautiful worship psalms? Yeah. Which one did you choose? I picked Psalm 19. 
There's so many. It's really hard to find just one. <laughs> I know. And that's why I made you do it. I'm like, I'm, I don't know which one. So like, Nicole's reading favorite. it. This so Nicole can pick it. <laughs> I didn't pick Psalm 119 for time reasons. Oh, so well, Psalm 19. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Psalm, 19, Psalm 19, and this is written by David. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are, they are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. <clears throat> How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Oh, I love that. I love how it starts with the heavens proclaiming the yeah. glory of God. It starts with creation. It starts with creation. <laughs> and that. don't they? Mm -hmm. When I go outside at night, I can remember before Bella, mm. and the days before Bella, BB, <laughs> um, I hardly was ever out at night. Mm. You know, I just wasn't. I'd be home and I'd just, you know, be in my nightgown, yeah. watching TV or doing whatever I was doing. Right. But um, Bella, <clears throat> I have to go out with all the time because she's so tiny. The vet said, don't let her out alone because an owl could yes. catch her or a <laughs> fox or something. I don't know if foxes catch dogs, but whatever. It, something. I had to protect Tony, her. Yeah. Right. So I started looking up. Yeah. And I loved what I saw. Mm -hmm. The moon and all its, you know, different phases yes. I see now. Yeah. And I'm picking out constellations and yes. just loving it. And they do. They declare the glory and the faithfulness of God. Oh, it's so, so true. It's funny how these dogs get us outside to see God's glory. Early, in early morning, too. I don't normally rush outside at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because you're not a morning person. No. Yeah. So I'm out there with the puppies, and I'm sitting there, and you, do, you look up, and you just hear creation waking up it's so beautiful yes bird song in the, the morning birds they're oh, so chipper in the man. morning i'm hoping i, I can learn from them <laughs> lord make me more like a bird yeah but it's just me it's so we can see god in so much of creation we I can love. it's lovely and a psalm like this when we're having a day mm -hmm. reminds us of so many truths yes of who god is that he's trustworthy that his commands you know you get tired of being good sometimes <laughs> it's right hard but his commands <laughs> are trustworthy and it pays off yes. you know it just it reminds you of all the things you need to be reminded of which yeah. is why worship is so important yeah. and reading the psalms is important and, and listening to worship music mm -hmm. that, that we are reminded 
of truths when our when our hearts want to forget it. So, exactly. And yeah. you can't always be reading if you're driving in the car, you can't read your Bible if you need a little pick me up. But you have God's word to songs. Yes, you, you know? do. And if yeah. you have good worship music that is true to scripture, then you've got it right you've with you. You've got it with you and it really, really helps. And I love Beautiful. verse fourteen too. Um, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my mm. heart. There's our heart again. Yes. And heart lessons. What I think is going to come out, sadly, yes. in what I say, right? Yes. So even my heart needs to be clean, and the yeah. things I'm thinking about need to be pure. Right. And that's why when I get into one of those spirals, yes. I got I to gotta stop it. Because our thoughts it. become our habits, and our body follows those habits exactly without us so. knowing. Yes. So yeah. to make our heart meditate on His Word and meditate on music that worships Him, it does. It gets our heart and our whole being into the right place. It does. It does. Otherwise, we become like Michael, yeah. the the wife of David. We allow bitterness to encrust that heart, mm. and the more calloused it becomes, the more layers we put on, mm. the harder it is for God to you know, rip it open for right, us when, right. when we want a soft heart again. So we have to guard the meditations of our heart. Absolutely. We want that to be pleasing to him. Okay. <laughs> oh, Nicole, you chose well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's so many. I want to just do all of them. <laughs> okay. Well, let like me pray. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord, your commandments are right. They do bring joy to our hearts. You do give us insight for living through your word. You are the great creator that speaks through your creation. We praise you. Mm. We worship who you are. We thank you that you are rock and redeemer both. You are the steadfast one we can count on. And you are the redeemer who buys us back from the enemy who has Mm. captured us. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for your greatness and your goodness. Draw us to worship. Help us remember when it's the last thing we want to do that that's when we need it most. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today as we studied worship. How do you worship God? Are there certain songs that lighten your heart when you feel heavy? Write us at sweetsela.org slash podcast and let us know. We always appreciate donations, and we'd love for you to become a podcast partner by checking out sweetsela.org slash donations. Reviews help us to be seen by more people who then can listen. Would you help us out in one of these ways? And please do come back next week for episode 84. We're calling it The Courageous Heart. Until then, we wish you a week rich in times of worship to the God who loves us so dearly. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.